ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Come on in. Yeah. Come on yeah. in. Do y'all say do y'all say that up there? Do y'all say come on in? No. You don't? No. Oh. People no, people don't just don't they don't come over. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Al. This is, is Too Late, right? It's not sports ball. That's tomorrow. Yeah, that, you got Jesus. The right one. I got to put some time in between these two damn shows. <laughs> like, it's all just sort of. Yeah. Uh, it's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley. Joined as always by the number one producer in late night, it's Dave Wilamowski. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great, wait, Alan. Wait, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Dave. There we go. People should cheer when you get introduced. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's November now. Is it? I'm in the holiday spirit. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Dave, no. Let's get, get it started in here. Let's get it but started. How you doing, I, Alan? I feel like you should have a turkey-related tie if you're going to do the holiday thing on November. What is it, 2nd? What? November 2nd? Yeah, yeah, it's November 2nd. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not Thanksgiving yet. Oh, wait, well, wait, hold on. No, 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 no. So you you mean to tell me you don't want to rush it, so you won't wear anything Thanksgiving related, yeah. but you will well wear a Santa tie. Yeah, it's Christmas season. But speaking of Santa, do you see all this? This is why I don't I grow. Do. I... Yeah, I'm turning into Santa Claus. You see that? I noticed that. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Right. You like it? No, I hate it. I can't. I, I, it's it's got to go. I'm gonna get rid of it. Really? I think. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like mine at first, but. It grew on me. <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, that was great. Got a great show for everybody tonight. I tell you what, topping tonight's news, or or bottoming, I mean, who am I to judge, oh. right, uh, is Paul Pelosi, the husband of Democratic Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Do we, do we have a picture of Paul Pelosi? You bet we do. <laughs> Which one is he? Jesus. Uh, Paul Pelosi made headlines this week upon the discovery, uh, or excuse me, he last made headlines <laughs> upon the discovery he was a raging alcoholic. Uh, oh. Dave, you ever been known to be a... Uh, leading to his conviction as a drunk driver, and the news hasn't gotten any better since then. According oh. to initial reports, Mr. Pelosi was the victim of a home invasion by a hammer-wielding male prostitute named, named David DePape. Do you go by DePape in an, in another state? No, but that okay. That's terrifying. No. Yeah, uh, he was dressed in nothing but his underwear. It gets even more terrifying. An unidentified third man was also present and was the one to let in police who responded to the scene. The whole incident has ignored ignited a firestorm of debate as to what exactly happened at the Pelosi home that evening. Uh, the left-wing media claims that the attacker was a MAGA Republican extremist looking for Nancy uh, Pelosi, who savagely beat Paul when learning Nancy wasn't home. Others have pointed out discrepancies, such as there being no signs of forced entry, mm. uh, no security on site or security cameras. Remember, it was Nancy Pelosi that had like her salon loaded with security cameras, but there's no security cameras in her home. Uh, no body cam footage from the police. It's awfully suspicious. Uh, there's no ID of the mysterious third man present in the home. And no explanation for what the gigolo was doing there in the first place. 
Oh, but Dave, mm. Dave, we yeah. know what he was doing there, don't we? In San Francisco is all about, well, you know, gay, gay, gay bathhouses and every it's all about round the clock sex. It's all come on, man. Come on, man. I'm so happy that Joe <laughs> Biden has a soundbite for every one of our jokes. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> um, I love how things just come together. Kind of like uh, Paul Pelosi and David DePape. Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if Paul votes Republican in the midterms, since he's known to switch teams. Oh. Okay. Now, Dave, don't be ageist. Just because he's old doesn't mean he can't be a pain in the ass. Oh, man. All right. I think that, that should do Paul Pelosi just goes to show that sometimes you get hammered and sometimes you get nailed. All right. All right. We're moving on. Okay. okay. Here, here, Dave, let me help you out. Yeah, I got it. Oh, you got it? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Dave. No. All right. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Uh, in other news, dude, we're only six days away from the 2022 midterms. Are you going to go Absolutely. out and vote in the midterms, Dave? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> you're going to go vote for John Fetterman is what you're going to do. Uh, so what's up for grabs? All 435 seats in the House, 35 mm -hmm. Senate seats, 39 governorships, along with numerous other state and local offices. Republicans are counting on a red wave of GOP victories, particularly against left-wing incumbents that were viewed as sympathetic towards the draconian lockdowns and mandates prevalent during the COVID-19 vaccine uh, uh, pandemic. Democrats, on the other hand, of course, are hoping for a not Ooh. red, but blue, yeah. blue wave. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is guys. I have to keep Dave engaged in the program. Yeah, Let's, yeah. <laughs> he triggers. Give me that. blue wave. <laughs> If they can convince voters to think about a list of key issues as seen here. Take a look at the key issues. This is how Democrats want you to vote. Vote as if all of these things. Now, I saw this list going around from all of the blue and non people on Twitter. And I'm sorry, I had to respond to it. So let me tell you about all the ways that I'm going to vote this year. Vote as if your skin is not white. But it is. Thank goodness. Oh. <laughs> Vote as if your parents need medical care. Well, surprise, they get it. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. Uh, vote as if your friend is a missing indigenous woman, but not really missing her. Am I right, fellas? Am I right? That's very specific. <laughs> Vote as if your spouse is an immigrant. Well, I oh. mean, I mean, she is, though, you know, like, yeah. You know, uh, vote as if your land is on fire. Uh, it's not. So, awesome. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Vote as if your son is transgender. Uh, I can tell you my son is not mentally ill because that's what transgender means. Uh, vote as if your house is flooded. Well, at least your land is not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> vote as if your sister sister is a victim of gun violence. Well, I, well you know, I'll tell you what I told my sister. She should have shot first, just like Han. Yeah. Because Han shot first, like we all he agree. Did. Yeah, okay. I'm just making sure. Uh, vote as if your brother is gay. Boy, how ironic is that? I call him that all the time. 
all the time. Yeah, if you ever have a chance to meet Alex, he'll he'll confirm. Uh, vote as if your water is unsafe. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Deer Park is the best. I drink Deer Park. Mm. Natural spring yeah. water. Mm. Some good. Yeah. And finally, vote as if your daughter is a sexual assault survivor. Well, I'll tell you what I told my daughter. She should have shot first. Just like Han. Yeah. Just yep. like Han. All right. Anyway, let's let's get this out of here before I get oh, deplatformed yeah. by by YouTube. Got it. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> finally, this evening, do you remember we we got a lot of views actually from that video we did of the highlights of the Pennsylvania Senate debate between Doctor Mehmet oh. Oz and John Fetterman. We got thousands of views on that video. It's kind of cool. Um, but full disclosure, even though we got a lot of views, Fetterman's team said that. His disappointing performance was not because of anything wrong with him. It no. was because there was problems with the closed captioning system that was on the monitor in front of him. Mm. So, okay. All right. In the spirit of fairness, we'll show you a clip from John Fetterman on CNN just last night. Take a look. Well, let's talk about inflation because that's a big concern for voters. What do you think the biggest oh, no. cause of inflation is? And should the Biden administration be doing more? No, I, I just do. I, I think the, it, that simply is also we have this talk about the trillions in, in massive tax uh, or tax uh, cuts to the corporate uh, tax uh, structure as well. True, you know, trillions of dollars that have added to the deficit, and and now they still want to support those as well. True, I think in terms of being very serious about. Uh, addressing inflation is is making sure that those rates are brought back into a line with what they they should have been, uh, where they're able to uh, fight uh, the, the 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 deficit. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't. Even... <laughs> I mean. So, so Dave and I, we actually talked about this right before we started the show, is that, you know, you're seeing, now that we're so close to the midterms, you're seeing more of, like, your friends and neighbors saying, oh, I got to go vote, oh, Fetterman, Oz, blah, blah, blah. Vote and, or die. Yeah, vote or die. And the left-wingers are all saying, I can't vote for Dr. Oz. And my mm -hmm. answer to those people is, okay, if you can't vote for Dr. Oz, don't. Yep. But you should absolutely not vote for a literal vegetable. Like, Jesus Christ. All right. Do um, you have anything to add, Dave, or are we going to move on? Uh, I had something, but I forgot it. Let's just go. <laughs> we got to get your button figured out where another Dave comes on and says, let's just shut it down 10 minutes yeah. into the show. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, we're going to be back with the meme of the week in the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Don't go away.
So really quick, you know, we did our big Halloween candy tier list. Let me tell you what I did. I actually went out on Halloween to Poncho's. Oh. And and our wonderful Mexican neighbors down at Poncho's were actually handing out candy to the people as they were getting ready to leave the restaurant. But it was all this all this unique Mexican candy, you know, like you all it's just this bucket full of stuff. I have no idea what any of it is. Like I picked mm-hmm. through because I was like looking for a Reese's cup and then it dawned on me. <laughs> There's no Reese's Cups in here because it's all Mexican. It's all words and stuff I yeah. can't read. And so I picked one out, and I decided I'm going to try it on the show. And so mm-hmm. I don't know what this is, and I, I like I don't know if that's supposed to be pronounced Boo Boo Lubu or Bubba Lubba or what it is. Oh. But, um, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to eat whatever this is. Actually, um, let me tell you what's Wait, in I, it because I asked them. dysentery? Well, I asked him what was, and I was like, well, like, what is this one? Because like, it's got a picture, but I was like, what is it? And they said it's it's a chocolate bar with a strawberry filling and Ooh. marshmallow and gummy. And so, 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 so every candy, basically. So every, wow. so every type of candy. <laughs> yeah. So every type of candy is in this bar. So we're going to, we're going to give it a try. Um, do do we have some giving giving it a try music, or do we? Uh, eh. I no no we don't. God damn it! What do we even have you for? All right. <laughs> it's like review bra right now. Yeah. Gummy though. Can you taste the gummy? I can. <laughs> um, it's weird because the chocolate is like hard shell, oh. and then there's gummy, which is chewy, and then there's the marshmallow, which is soft. And I can't, I can't deal with every different texture at the same time. Like it's, you know. Yeah, they seem like they should be separate. Yeah, I like to keep things segregated. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's what you were thinking yeah. as soon as it came out of your mouth. As, as, um, as God intended. I think, actually, the chocolate's actually pretty good. Yeah, I like that that crunchy shell chocolate. That's fun. The, the chocolate's actually good, and I think the gummy is good. I don't really taste the marshmallow so much. It just like a filler yeah yeah it's 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 a hard chocolate shell with every type of filler hmm. it's it's almost like like if i if i if i bit it from one side or the other i'd be having a entirely different candy bar i don't know i'm i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna set that over there and yeah. probably just Thanks. throw it away later <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let me tell you about tonight's sponsor which oh. is Pat Crest Botanicals. God, they're going to be so pumped that we didn't do mm-hmm. anything racist or sexist or anything like that, right? Leading no, that was... into their. Yeah. That's All right. Clean. So, anyway, yeah. it's patcrestbotanicals.com. If you use promo code, it's too late. It's all one word. It's too late. You get 30% off your order. 30%? 30% off. Can you even imagine that? I've actually got some right here. No. 
This is the Blue Dream 2000. It's got a thousand milligram CBD. Um, it's got the Delta 8 in there. It says oh. that you're supposed to take 66 milligrams per serving. I just drink it. Like, this is, yeah. Like, if you've ever seen like those uh, five hour energies, just this yeah. is one. Like, you just take just off. One bottle. It's got this, here, let me show you this. It's It's got this little thing where apparently I can't operate it, so apparently child, I'm not going to show you. Yeah, it's it's childproof, <laughs> and I literally can't open it. Look at this. I mean, I'm pushing down. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. Uh, All right, there we go. So it's it's got the little eyedropper thing. Can You, you, yeah. you see that? You see the little eyedropper yeah. thing? But what I do is I take the eyedropper out and just drink the yeah. bottle. Yeah, you just you just take the yeah. eyedropper out. Just oh my god, it it's on me now. I, Jesus. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. We better we better get through the rest of this <laughs> damn show fast. All right. Um, anyway, so that's Pat Crest Botanicals promo code. It's too late. Uh, yeah. Hey Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for meme of the week. Two AM at the Pelosi House, twenty twenty two oil on canvas. Just hammering it out. Yep. I mean, you know, just <laughs> just 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 a group of bros just uh, just hammering it do. out. Yeah, just doing what bros do. Um but we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. Oh my. Me on my way to the local park to remind geese that it is man who is made oh. in God's image. Yes. Yeah. Do, do you, doing the do Lord's you, work. Do you guys have violent geese up there in the in the Northeast? I'm pretty sure that there's no other kind of geese. Yeah. They all choose violence. Yeah. Yeah. We just eat them. Oh, like, there I, you go. Yeah. Like, I've never understood people are like, oh, I can't go out that way. There's a goose. I'm like, eat it. Like, that's the beauty of the Lord. He just put things on the ground yeah. that you can just pick up and eat. Yeah. And, 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 and they geese make... fall into that category. And they deserve it. Yeah. Well, if you, you know, <laughs> if you're not the hammer, you're the nail, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, let's go ahead and answer some viewer mail. All right. All right, stop, printer. Oh, there we go. Okay. I love that sound. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um... <laughs> uh, Dave, you wrote, why does this keep happening? And, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, we'll, we'll talk after the show, all right? All right, yeah. All right, yeah, we'll talk. Um, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Dave, if you were invited to Thanksgiving dinner and they didn't serve turkey, would you cry foul? Oh. I try not to cry in public anymore. So... Probably two, three years ago at this point, we told Andrew that you you can't do hom you can't do homonym puns because people can't see the word, so uh, they don't get the joke because this is a you know he's he's back on his bullshit. So, well, <laughs> Andrew, come on. Uh, Tim Wysong writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, when was the last time you sent a postcard? Why? When was the last time you sent a postcard, Dave?" Ooh, as as far as I can recall, never. I don't mm. think I, I don't. I don't think I've ever sent a postcard. Hmm. 
Mm. Um, well, we used to do a show, a show called Postcards from Somalia. Oh, yeah. There you go. But that's been like two years, two and a half years now. So it's it's really like an amazing show, all pre-packaged and ready to go. But I have to have someone like I I do enough, you know. <laughs> Like when, when people, when people write me and they say, Hey, y'all, y'all going to bring back postcards. I just, I send them back a JPEG of me just going. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, excuse me. My bad. Tim Wysong had the follow up. Why do you think millennium millennials want to kill the postcard industry? Well, apparently Dave's a millennial cause he's, yeah. he's always been anti postcard. Yeah. It's my agenda. Yeah. Um, Ryan said something. Ryan, you in Columbia, man? We hanging out? I don't know. Uh, Gary Dykstra writes, Dear Alan and Dave, If someone who gives out apples or oranges for Halloween, a conscientious member of society or a raging sociopath? Um, mm. I think that's great because we discussed this in the Halloween episode. It's trick or treating. You might get yep. a treat, but it might be a trick. <laughs> Without tricks, how can we appreciate the treats? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trick times make strong men, and strong men create <laughs> treat times, and treat yep. times create weak men, and weak men create trick times. There it is. Yeah. My son Chris, actually, he went out, I think it was the first house he went to, and he said, uh, trick or treat or whatever, and he's like, I hope it's not a trick. And I, I don't think yeah. he watches a show. He, he came up with that by himself. I was pretty oh, proud wow. of him. Oh, yeah. wow. The, and then the people at that house are like, oh my god, tricks was an option? Yeah. And so they next probably just dumped all they just gave him all the treats and they thought, <laughs> Oh man, for the next kid that comes up here, we're just gonna just just murk that little SOP. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know what constitutes a good trick. Back in my day, yeah. a good trick was to just throw rocks at him. Just yeah, some maybe Alka Seltzers for candy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean you might need an Alka Seltzer, you know. Yeah. It might be a treat. Uh yeah. Um <laughs> Carl Huber writes, in the spirit of the holiday, dear Alan and Dave, what are some of the lessons that can be learned from death? Wow. From uh, <laughs> is it from death? Well, I think, uh, Carl, um, uh, Dave, you got any lessons to be learned from, from death? In the holiday spirit, um, I guess, you know, live every day to its fullest and mm -hmm. tell your family you love them. Yeah. Don't die. Yeah. 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 I mean, what's weird is, is that why would you die when you could live instead? Why, why do people choose that? Yeah. Like, like people, like if you know anyone who's depressed and you fear that they might be suicidal, then what you should do is... like we should have another another <laughs> powwow on when to use buttons or not dave i don't know um so so anyway what i was going to say was is that if you have a friend and you afraid that they might be suicidal then just tell them that alan said just don't yeah. choose life yeah just just be happy you know don't be sad that's stupid yeah, like the song like are you stupid why are you sad <laughs> i think <laughs> that's a different song all right um Anna Kay used to always sing this song for me about being happy. Uh, 
used to because she gave up. But yeah, right. <laughs> she doesn't. She still sings it for other people. <laughs> right. Um, while Durio writes, dear Alan and Dave, whatever happened to crop circles? Oh, I think it's been quite a while since since there's been a crop circle thing. Is it? A, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I used to watch, a, or I, I like a lot of paranormal stuff, so I remember watching a documentary on that, and I'm pretty sure that what happened was is that that was all fake, and the people who were making them just stopped doing it. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I remember watching a show one time where they were talking about, they were trying to make crop circles look real, because they, uh-huh. they were trying to talk about how, if I wanted to make a crop circle, how would I do mm-hmm. it to make it look like these other ones? And they were having yeah. a really hard time recreating it. And that oh, yeah, these kids th- did it. Yeah, yeah. they were like, well, how did the people who make the crop circle, if it's fake, how'd they fake it if we can't even do it when we're trying to do it for real? And, <laughs> yeah, they and, did it. They just grabbed some boards and walked around on them. Yeah. Well, at the time, I, it made me think, well, wow, I don't know. I mean, if they can't make crop mm-hmm. circles the way those other ones look, then maybe they are real. But I, I come to realize maybe those people were just retarded. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Ryan Seifert writes, Dear Alan and Dave, oh, is good. a pumpkin a berry? Um, no. Yeah, I was gonna look, I was gonna look this one up, mm-hmm. and then I said, No, no, it's yeah. not. It's a yeah. legume, isn't it? No, it's gourd. Did you, did you say, different. did you say legume? Legume. No, that's is, a P, right? Why is there a Y <laughs> in there? Um, legume. Uh, no, Ryan, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Get some help. Uh, Keith McQuarrie writes, Dear Alan and Dave, if you had a choice, where would you go during the nuclear Armageddon? Probably um, heaven, I hope. Oh, yeah, you just take I mean, the easy way out. <laughs> I mean, I said don't be sad. I didn't say, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, this is well, getting I, dark. I, saw, I, I watched this, this Mr. Beast. The kids love him. And he toured this like multi-million dollar bunker, and I'm like, that's where I want to go. It's pretty sweet. It's got like pools and foosball mm-hmm. tables, and yeah, I'll go there. Go there, as in to the people who actually own it and kill them and take it over. Oh, yeah. Is that what... I mean, yeah, yeah. Hard times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Trick times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trick times. Uh, trick or treat. We got it. No, we got to no. make that catch on next year. We got to. Okay. Um. Aaron Kittner writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what is the worst Christmas song ever written? Ooh. Oh, that's tough. Now, this one's tough for me because I actually don't like basically all Christmas music except Mm. for there's one song that I play every year that I actually genuinely like, and then there's one or two more that I tolerate. I don't even like any of the other ones. So mine is a little bit slanted. But I do have a strong opinion on this. Uh, Dominic the Christmas Donkey. That is the worst Christmas song ever written. Wow. Yeah. I, I guess I'll go with that. I couldn't think of one because I'm on the opposite side where I, I like all the Christmas songs. I actually left work today and I was blasting the Mariah Carey song. Kind of ironically, but it is catchy. <laughs> it's fun. You were the guy leaving the parking lot saying, hey, everybody, listen to this. And you blast the song yeah. and everybody goes, aha. But then, <laughs> but the difference is, is that when you're two or three miles down the road, yeah, it's still you still going. have it on repeat, and you're just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so Dominic the Christmas Donkey. That is the worst damn Christmas song. Oh, you know what it is? What? It's that. It's that song that they play on the 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 Christmas station about the kid going to buy shoes for his dead mom or something like that. Yeah. It's it's like it tries to be really sad and it's kind of sad but mostly annoying. I hate that song. Yeah. I mean, why would you buy shoes for a chick that's just going to be dead soon? Yeah. Like that sounds not... like it doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah, that's not good. That's why they don't have any money. It's going to be pawning those shoes off in a couple days. Yeah. We should do we should do a GoFundMe where basically the whole GoFundMe is the story from Christmas shoes and see how many people donate. Oh. We'll get a picture, it's like, we'll get a, yeah. yeah, get a picture of, like, Mary and, um, and, and Chris and Jane mm-hmm. and, yeah, say they're trying to buy shoes because, yeah. I mean, she's Irish, so, I mean, you know, yeah, you they, they don't have a lot of shoes, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to be more <laughs> offensive to white people because people yeah. are starting to think I'm racist. And I'm, I'm really not, though. I'm, I'm equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Uh, Stephanie Jean Brooks writes, Dear Alan and Dave, is the Bermuda Triangle real? Well, I mean, it exists. Oh. Yeah, we're getting a lot of paranormal stuff this week. We are getting... That was last week. Where was all this shit for the Halloween episode? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it physically exists, but that doesn't mean yeah. it, like, you know, doesn't mean, like, Leviathan lives in there or anything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just kind of bad weather there, but not really a whole lot more happens mm-hmm. there than anywhere else. Well, everyone flipped their lids about the Bermuda Triangle over, like, uh, Amelia Earhart. But, I mean, she was a woman. That's why the plane crashed. Ugh. Right? She wasn't even she... supposed to be there. She got lost. So you're welcome, Stephanie. <laughs> Hope that helps. Yes. Um, Chris Melliard writes, Dear Alan and Dave, Which election race across the United States is the least least consequential Mm. what is the least consequential race in the midterms i would say um don't they don't they isn't um isn't like the register of deeds and elected office (laughs) i think it is so i'm gonna say the murray county register Mm. of deeds that's that's the one. Uh, thanks, Ryan. That's that's going to help. Um, <laughs> Mary Lynn Willimowski writes, Dear Alan and Dave. Dave. Oh. oh. Have you ever been in a sensory deprivation tank? <sighs> Have you ever been in one of those? Well, you know, like a, a lot of my friends know that I, I enjoy a good bath. You know, okay. usually do some live streaming or something from there. But what I like to do is... I go to Walmart and I get as much as those Epsom salt bags. You know, they got the big industrial size ones and I just, mm-hmm. it's like 50% salt. So it kind of floats you a little bit. I've never been in a real one, but I really want to just kind of just be in nothingness. That seems like it'd be fun. Just in the void. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with all that, but why is it that your friends know? From the live streams. Uh, and finally this evening, uh, from D3, <gasps> D3, oh. who writes, Dear Alan and Dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you better believe that if someone writes in and says, Dear Dad, they ain't talking to me. 
I don't know. No, sir. <laughs> no. no, sir. They are talking Screen to you. Shuts down. <laughs> yeah, you. The the channel shuts down. The whole whole network. Uh, D three says, "Dear Alan and Dead, is a standard glazed donut just a big Cheerio?" Whoa, that's actually a pretty good one. It's not, but it's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's not, but you know, it, it kind of looks like one. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say that this, I mean, like a glazed donut is glazed, a Cheerio is not, but they also, but now they have frosted Cheerios. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know what else they have? They have. I saw this the other day. They have frosted Cheerios and chocolate Cheerios and chocolate peanut butter Cheerios <laughs> and oatmeal Cheerios and strawberry Cheerios and fruity Cheerios and honey nut Cheerios and apple uh, cinnamon Cheerios and vanilla Cheerios and, and oatmeal crunch Cheerios and blueberry mm-hmm. Cheerios. I've seen them. And cinnamon Cheerios and maple Cheerios. And I'll oh be my. God fucking damned. They don't have banana nut Cheerios. You know what? The CEO of Cheerios is probably a woman. Women are, in fact, demented. They are dangerous people. I'm going to email them again, I think. They, they responded to the last one, which was I was kind of impressed, to oh. be honest with you. <laughs> you didn't know that? I, I, I probably might have at some okay. point. <laughs> I'm going to email them back, and we'll see if we have a, study, a story for next week. Um, quick programming note, everybody. The rest of tonight's show is actually not going to be on YouTube. We're going to be shutting down the YouTube stream <laughs> during the commercial break, and you will have to be on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all the links are down there in the show notes. You're going to have to be on one of the other platforms to see the rest of the show because we're going to be saying some things that YouTube doesn't like about uh, a movie we watched on Monday that they also didn't like that either. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not there anymore. So we can't... Yeah, we got a warning. So so because YouTube is run by literal science-denying fascists, we're going to shut down the YouTube stream during the commercial break. Please, if you're watching on YouTube and you hear my voice, go to one of the other platforms. Um... If you just got here on YouTube, like next week, and you're wondering why the show's only like 30 minutes long, it's this is this is why. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be back to talk about the real Anthony Fauci, the movie, right after this commercial break. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. I don't. Okay. The chocolate and the strawberry together flavor is okay, but the chocolate and the chewy gummy is weird. And then underneath that, that, 
there's chocolate and kind of like a like a vanilla type flavor, and it's also kind of weird. Wow. Is the sound not working? Did he mess with me? He did. I don't know. I think he's messing with me because it's it's working perfectly <laughs> oh, fine. It. Yeah. All right. Um let's put that away. That's that's no good. But let me tell you about tonight's other sponsor, which is Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at tnhotsauceco.com. Oh, yeah. Right here, I've got the Poblano Jalapeno, which if mm. you take a look on the side of the label, it's got a little meter, and it tells you it's personable. I love that. Personable. That's so cool. They should yeah. all have meters. Yeah. It's um, like I, I like the boxes of wine that have the alcohol content on the side and like little meters. Yeah. We should, cool. you know, what we should do for next year's live event is we should have like some of those lanyards that has like a personable problematic meter. Oh, you know who and you so, should talk to? Who? No, I'm just saying, like you walk around and be like, I'm not talking to that guy. He's yeah, exactly. So people people could put them on, <laughs> and then depending on how they feel, they can move their meter. You know. Yeah. So if you see that someone that's fun. being problematic, then you know, oh, they don't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But unless you, you know, feel like being problematic, then you can. We up. could we could do a whole bit that weekend when everyone's here again about who we think is going to be problematic and who we think is going to be personable. <laughs> and they know who they are. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, tnhotsauceco.com. Um, no promo code because they're cheap bastards. Oh. But, but yeah, buy it. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. The sauce is actually good, though. So that's why we... Yeah. People are terrible, but the sauce is great. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, boy, this is, this, they're going to love that. Uh, Where thanks, are Danny. the rest of the sponsors? They should be rolling in. I know. How do we not have more sponsors? It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I got I to gotta see about getting the man great. Yeah. Uh, all right, so anyway, I, I wanted to save my thoughts from the other night for today's show because it's a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. So on Monday night, we watched the real Anthony Fauci, the movie, um, which is, of course, based on the book by Robert F. Kennedy. Uh, take your time, Dave. It's fine. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, based on the <laughs> book by Robert F. Kennedy uh, by the same name. And it's it's heavy stuff, uh, woof, wasn't it? Like it's... I, I saw like five minutes, and the kids like, turn this off, and I'm like, yeah, I should probably not. <laughs> so remember, Dave, when we've talked about how no matter whether you know of a thing or not... No, I meant... That as, night, the, as the producer, I, I then went back and watched it all. Oh, it was, oh okay, great. Yeah, it was, was riveting, but sure. not in front of the kids. No, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dave. Um, so anyway, a lot of heavy stuff in there. Uh, of course, the it's it's based around Anthony Fauci and sort of his role in public health over the last several decades. So it's not strictly just a COVID nineteen pandemic thing. Because the horrors of the Fauci regime go back a lot further than that. Oh yeah, and and I want to kind of run through some of the things that really stuck out to me. I mean, it's like a it's like a three three and a half hour film. There's a lot a lot going on, and so I I can't sit here and distill the whole thing for you. So instead, I'm mm -hmm. going to run through some of the things that just really stood out to me. Uh, so the first one of the first things it talks about in the movie is a thing called Event Two Hundred One. Now, Event 201 was a, uh, a meeting that took place in 2019 that was hosted by uh, John Hop Hopkins Center for Health. 
uh, in conjunction with, you guessed it, the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So you already know where this is going, right? <laughs> uh, so this was a public health forum that was supposed to be simulating the response to a pandemic. All these great minds from all these different organizations coming together to discuss what would we do during a major pandemic. Mm. But here's the thing. It wasn't just attended by health experts. Along with Bill Gates himself was a lady named Avril Haines. Who's that? She's the former deputy director of the CIA and the current director of national intelligence. <clears throat> Now, what is someone like that doing at this event talking about public health response to a pandemic? Mm. The work that was done at Event 201 had a lot less to do with public health and a lot more to do with controlling speech. This was explicitly discussed using social media and big tech to force public opinion to conform around a single approved narrative and silencing dissent or, quote, disinformation. I bet that sounds familiar. Now, this was something mm -hmm. that happened back in 2019. It was the explicit goal of the people at Event 201 to create a complete unilateral support for big pharma and government dictated public health. It's important to note that it is actually in government registry. This is their official stance. It goes all the way back to the rollout of the polio vaccines. This is how long this has been official public, uh, public sector dogma. That any dissent on vaccines, even if it's true, must be suppressed. This isn't a recent phenomenon, of course. Because a similar exercise was undertaken all the way back in 2001, named Dark Winter. Notably, oh, Event 201 fun. just so happened to feature a suggested authoritarian response to a simulated coronavirus outbreak right before the mm. Wuhan link in 2020. Well, guess what? Dark Winter, which happened in the summer of 2001, featured simulated terrorist attacks just before 9-11. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. No. Just saying. Uh, here's a fun fact for you, by the way. A representative of the Chinese CDC was actually in attendance at Event 201, which means that he was there at the event simulating a coronavirus outbreak and talking about conforming public health while he was almost certainly aware that there was a coronavirus outbreak back <laughs> in his home country of China. Wah, wah. Almost certainly aware. Uh, Anthony Fauci should have never been in charge of the NIH to bungle the COVID-19 response in the first place after his disastrous results during the AIDS crisis of the 1980s. And what's more is that there's a lot of striking similarities between the handling of the AIDS crisis in the 80s by Fauci and his team and the exact same things happening again during COVID-19. Despite numerous studies showing the potential of both hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin as treatments for COVID-19, boom, right? That sentence right there, we'd be off YouTube. That sentence mm -hmm. right there. Dr. Fauci worked to undermine the use of either and instead advocated remdesivir, a far more expensive drug that likewise proved to be far more harmful than helpful. 
This almost perfectly mirrors his support for the incredibly toxic cancer drug AZT during the AIDS crisis. Despite cheaper, healthier, and more successful treatments being available during both of these health scares, Fauci strong-armed the FDA to authorize uh, emergency use of the most dangerous drugs while actively demonizing the safer drugs that were widely available and more affordable. Imagine that. Let me tell you this one right here. This is this is the one that when a buddy of mine said, okay, you just the, the movie's fresh on your mind. What is the number one thing at the top of your mind? This was it. Probably the most jaw-dropping part of the film was when they specifically talking about the aforementioned AZT and uh, other incredibly toxic age treatments. The film dug into Dr. Fauci's experiments using various toxic age drugs on black and Hispanic foster children <clears throat> in New York and six other states. Children, many of whom were living at Incarnation Children's Center in New York City, who refused to take the, quote, medicine, were forced to have tubes inserted into their stomachs so that they could not resist receiving the drugs. At least 80 children died during, the, during and following those experiments. Many of those who died were buried in a mass grave at the Gate of Heaven Cemetery, just 25 miles north of the city. A literal mass grave filled with coffins of little children that were forced to take experimental drugs by Fauci and his team that all died. How in the world is that guy walking the streets today? How is he walking the streets when COVID-19 even began? Much less even just having a job after that. That same energy was brought to COVID-19 panic with uh, HCQ uh, chloroquine, which, by the way, is an incredibly popular drug in Africa because it's a treatment for malaria. Mm. Um, they bought out African pharmacies across the continent and then simply destroyed it, destroyed the drug, so as to prevent a potential competitor to remdesivir or to the coming COVID vaccines from having a notable control group. They bought out all the malaria drug and destroyed it for the Africans who need cheap access to malaria <coughs> drugs to make sure they couldn't use it as an alternative for COVID-19. They did that. I'm sure your tax dollars helped pay for it. I think the body count is on that one. We'll never know. Here's another good comparison. Uh, remember PCR tests? Remember all that crap? <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Uh, upon the outbreak of the AIDS scare back in the 80s, the PCR tests were used to test for HIV, which was considered to inexorably lead to AIDS. The inventor of the PCR technology, Kerry Mullis, spoke out against this at the time, stating that Fauci and his team had no idea what they were talking about or how to accurately test for the disease, saying that PCR tests could be tuned to find or not find whatever you want to look for. This is not a reliable way to test and ultimately build public health policy. Uh, does that sound familiar? Because it should. The PCR tests were used, once again, or abused, to rack up positive COVID tests and then push public policy towards a more draconian response. Um, by the way, it's funny. I actually saw a peer-reviewed study this very morning, before getting ready to do the show tonight, 
a peer-reviewed study that study that confirmed that PCR tests were responsible for upwards of 42% false positives of COVID-19. As many as 42% of the people diagnosed with COVID-19, that was not true. It was a false positive done so by the PCR tests that were tuned to make it look like COVID-19 was more prevalent. It is undeniable, by the way, that big tech colluded with the government to silence critics of Fauci in the NIH, CDC, etc., including world-renowned physicians such as Dr. Peter McCullough, who to this very day has had his medical certification stripped and is being sued. Not only did these companies collude directly with Fauci, but this shouldn't come as a surprise, as they have vested interest in the narrative. Facebook, or Meta, is invested in the vaccines. Google and Microsoft are invested in the vaccines, in the technology, in the companies. Microsoft was building the vaccine passport programs. It is official public policy. Again, let me remind you, this is official public policy on the government registry right now. That any information that could result in vaccine hesitancy, even if proven 100% true, should and will be suppressed. That is official government policy. So I want to bring this full circle because we're running out of time. There was an article that was circulating on on Twitter. Uh, Dave, pull that up. A lot of people are talking about this on Twitter right now. Uh, the mm-hmm. Writing for The Atlantic, because of course it's the fucking Atlantic. Professor Emily Oster of Brown wrote, Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, we don't need to forgive anybody. You need to beg forgiveness. This is like like the energy of that statement is kind of like a don't do something you're going to be sorry about, you know, like mm-hmm. let's not say anything you're going to regret. You know, that's like that's that's the energy of that statement. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said. What? what, what wait, hold what? Dave, was 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 it you that was shutting down businesses? Uh, no, I was, I was trying to go to them. Yeah, I, I wanted to have a job. <laughs> I've spiraled into debt. My business was destroyed, and now I'm months behind on my rent, and the government cut me like a $900 check and said, there you go, son. Lucky we're here. I will never, ever, ever forget when police came to our door and said, we better see the lights off in there or we're going to come back. I will never forget it. We don't need to forgive anything that we did because it was all you people. You people did that. You people demonized anyone speaking out. A lot of people have been circulating. Remember all those. Remember all those protests. Remember. Remember the protests where the 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 uh, mounted police rode through a crowd of people and trampled them. Remember. Remember the protests where they had the uh, police dogs. Uh, mauling protesters and holding people down to put their masks on them. I don't think we need to ask any apology for that bullshit. It's all them. It's amazing to me that these people think that there ought to be amnesty when what they don't seem to realize is I consider Gitmo to be the moderate position. I really do. 
when we were in the dark about COVID. Ladies and gentlemen, we weren't in the dark about COVID about 60 days after February 1st. We weren't in the dark. You turned out the lights on everyone who tried to stand up and say anything. (sighs) Dave, do you have anything to add? No, that's beautiful. All right. Uh, Guys, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Mosley. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, we're on Odyssey. Go and support a free speech platform. It's odyssey.com at TV. If you're more of a listener than a watcher, you can get us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. I think they're Anchor FM. Anchor.fm slash Alan Mosley TV. Boy, we <laughs> wouldn't have made it very far in that segment on YouTube, let me no. tell you. No. no. Um, Dave, do you have a final thought? You know, you were talking about, you know, the, the kids and the graves. Um, it reminds me of that, that. There was like a meme that went around about Fauci testing on puppies with sand flies or something like that, having them eat their faces. And everybody got upset about that. This information was out and no memes about, you know, mass graves for kids. Seems kind of weird. Yeah, I. It's it's funny. I, I thought about putting in my notes the thing about the animals about like particularly the dogs and the only reason I didn't add that was because I remember like the summer before last when that story originally broke about about all that and at the time that was a big deal but fast forward to today us realizing now that they have a mass grave of 80 dead children human beings children all of a sudden it's like well shit the puppies is child's play they were being they were being generous for the puppies before it just used to be orphans that's what they used to do it to <sighs> anyway pretty heavy yeah it's heavy stuff I hope you guys have a chance to watch it. Thanks for hanging out with us again tonight, everybody. Uh, please support the show. <clears throat> we need yes. we need to I need to pay my rent. So if you guys <laughs> could help support the show, that would be great. And if you're already supporting the show, um, give it a like, give it a share. Um, yes. Yeah. Good. Do do like they did in the ring. Go make a copy on yeah. VHS. Take it to your neighbors. Otherwise, a a person will crawl out of your TV and kill you. It's gonna be Alan. You're gonna crawl right out of your monitor. Yeah. Remember, remember my hair was long. I I could do that. Just... Yeah. I I seen you do it. It was wild. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, after party. Oh yeah. All right. Quick one. After party only on Twitch though. Only on Twitch. Yeah. After party. 
Guys, thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Dude, I've been flying by the seat of my pants like the last 10 minutes because my earbuds quit working. Is that why I can't hear the music? Is the music still playing? Yeah, it's everything's, everything's still working. I just can't hear anything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear the music either. It, it's yeah, usually I, distracting, though, so this is nice. Yeah. It's some quiet time for us. I hope I hope my answers to you made sense because I couldn't hear you for like five minutes. <laughs> I, I was just know. I was just lip reading, dude. I'm lip reading. Oh. <laughs> You're like, are you saying puppies? Yeah, oh, puppies. Cool. I did not have sex. With